football faithful welcome back to another episode of weekend wagers i am your host eric warner at warnerbro24 on twitter joined as always by my colleague mr ziad yo 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 what's up at picks hammerhead on twitter for him please like and subscribe this podcast if you haven't already post this in your betting boys group i know everybody has one spread this if you can it would help us out and we would appreciate it greatly as always spreads to you are today are going to be brought to you by coolbet coolbet is the most transparent gaming company in the world coolbet also provides the best odds in canada with world-class customer service for first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when sign up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly. Stay cool. Alrighty, uh, this... Uh... I'm trying to stay cool after... Yeah, I've, right. I've been cool. I'm trying to stay cool, you know, keeping the temperament cool, but... That's right. That's right. After a really hot start, Ziad has come back to around 500. He's 15 and 16 on the season. Went two and four last week. I'm going in the opposite direction. I stayed hot. I'm 21 and 12. Went four and one on the week. But this this card, man, this this card would not win any awards at the beauty pageant, to put it nicely. This is an ugly card, in my opinion. A lot of high spreads this week. Yeah, that's always rings alarms when you see spreads at 17, 16. If you like betting high spreads, in my opinion, you're a sociopath. That's a big red flag. But anyways, let's get into it. Starting with the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going on the road into Baltimore. Ravens are favored by six and a half. Total in this one's 46. I always like going to you first for Ravens games. What do you got here? Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens look really good, man. They won five in a row. Their offense is clicking. Lamar's throwing the ball really well, really good for a quote-unquote running back. Eh? So he's he's got the fifth most pocket passing yards heading into week seven. He's, their, their offense has been playing really well, but they have had a, a little bit of struggles rushing the ball. Latavius Murray's out this week, so that could cause some issues. But they just need to give Tyson Williams the ball more. They... I, there's something going on there. Either he just can't learn the playbook or he's not pass protecting properly. Uh, yeah. There's something's going on there. Um, but I, he's got the most juice. Lev Bell has nothing left. He's nothing. he scored that touchdown last week, but he he looks so slow getting that touchdown. Yeah, la- last week Lev Bell, Devonte Freeman, and, and Latavius, Latavius Murray, Murray all scored. Yeah. That it's that crazy. was crazy. But the defense has really turned it around too. They've They've been playing really well as of late, thanks to in part to Clayus Campbell. Clayus Campbell's been really good for them uh, recently. Yeah, no, he he's playing well. The Ravens' defense absolutely balled out yet last week. But to be honest, I'm on the I'm on the Bengals. It's on my card plus six and a half. And the reason why I think the Ravens' defense had such good success last week was Justin Herbert early in his career. He's actually struggled struggled versus the blitz. The Ravens blitz more often than any team in the NFL. Joe Burrow currently second best in the NFL versus the blitz. He has a QB rating of 136.8. 
I think blitzing Burrow is a bad idea, and the Ravens have shown in the past they blitz no matter what. They they're gonna come after you. That's their style. I don't think it works well versus Burrow. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Cincinnati front seven. This defense is playing. I think Trey Hendrickson was yeah, a big Trey Hendrickson's been so good. Big addition to the edge. He's really helped their run defense. And also linebacker Logan Wilson. He was his third round pick last year. He's really emerged as a nice player, especially in coverage. I think he can take away Mark Andrews, who is Jackson's favorite target right now. Sammy Watkins is also out in this game, so a little bit thin at the pass catcher position. Yeah, I the, kind ba- the Bengals have been good. Like yeah, Jamar, I just think Jamar this... Chase has been really good, but he's gonna go up against Marlon Humphrey. So that's yeah, a, that's a matchup I like. I still like T. Higgins and Boyd. Like the yeah, they're very true. Their offense is is really good. The... Well, their offense is not really good, but it's been but it's been good. I exactly, and I just I just think that. To me, division game, Bengals versus Ravens, this just screams a tight game. The thing is, though, the Ravens have beat beat up on the Bengals in the last two meetings. The Bengals mm. scored three points in the last two meetings. The and I'm pretty Lamar has never lost to Cincinnati in his career. Yeah, the Ravens are eight and one against the spread in their last nine versus AFC North opponents. So they they take these matchup these divisional matchups seriously and, and usually come out with their best stuff. So. Unlike you, I'm going to go in the opposite direction and I'm going to put the Ravens minus six and a half on wow, my Wow, this, this is our first uh, head-to-head of the year here. I love it. You're on Ravens minus six and a half. Uh, definitely will be tuning into this game at the This is 1 definitely PM. one of the best games of the week. I, I agree. And that's what, like you just said, it's going to be a really good game. It's, it's Give me six and a half in a really good game. I like in it. In Baltimore, though, like I can see it being some sort of... not. Uh, blowout game just like it happened in the last previous you know two meetings against the Bengals the the Ravens just got their number they you know they're uh yeah they're they, they just they've got the Bengals number all right we're going head to head in game one off starting off with a bang I love it next game on the card would be the Washington football team going into Lambeau Field Packers are seven and a half point favorites total in this one is 47 and a half for Green Bay, center Josh Myers remains out. Kevin King is questionable. Uh, for Washington, same thing as last week. And you can understand why their offense has struggled. Their two best offensive linemen, Scherf and Cosme, have been out. They're going to be out again. And at the wide receiver p- position, Curtis Samuel and Cam Sims are also out again. Antonio Gibson's questionable. He looked banged up last week in that game. I don't know how much juice he has. But on the other hand, is this a look ahead game for Green Bay? They're playing Arizona on Thursday in what is going to be a massive game for seeding in the NFC. They just had a huge divisional win on the road in Chicago with that Arizona game next week. Do they maybe look a little ahead? Is this a slight letdown spot? And when you're asking to cover seven and a half, even, even a slight letdown um could give washington the cover but then i'm not putting money on heineke right now this game i'm staying away from it's kind of i have no feel on it Yeah, and the lines move from it started i think it started out at minus 10 yeah and it's now what seven and a half so i it's like washington's defense is just so disappointing yeah came into the season projected top five defense and they're maybe one of the worst defenses they're bottom five they're 31st in total yards against, 32nd in points allowed. So the worst team in points allowed. 
They're 19th against the rush, but then again, they're 32nd uh, in pass yards allowed. So Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are definitely going to tear up the secondary. Can Washington create enough pressure to disrupt Rodgers' rhythm? I, I don't know. Like Chase Young has played so much this year. He's played, I think it was about 50% of their snaps or something. Like something really, really high for, mm-hmm. some, uh, for a defensive lineman. Uh, they, they rely on him a lot, but he hasn't got it done, really. Yeah. And, and you know, the Packers protect Rodgers well. They've got a plus, tur- uh, plus four turnover margin. Taylor Heineke does not seem like he's a first-string quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a backup, but I don't see him being a starting quarterback. So. Right on, yeah. Halo, uh, Halo must be on the Packers. She's big. <laughs> She's big uh, into that. But sorry about that, folks. But um, I, I just, I think this spread coming down. If you liked Washington, you missed your value when the spread was at ten, like you said. But I still can't take Green Bay with the potential look ahead spot. It, it scares me too much. So I'm, I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, the seven and a half. It's, it's a lot. But I can see them covering it. The survivor pick, I think Green Bay's safe, but yeah, it's kind of tough to yeah, to, no, we'll, to go with the seven and a half. We'll get into survivor down the road because there's some there's some safer picks I think in the four p.m. slate. Right. Yeah. Well, there. Oh yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next game on the card would be the Atlanta Falcons going into Miami. Falcons are two point favorites. Total in this one's forty seven and a half. Uh, for the Falcons, Dante Fowler is out. He's their best edge rusher. Uh, for the Dolphins, some key question marks here. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, they're two top corners. And Devontae Parker remains questionable as well. That's a huge questionable, though. We, we, we really need to know the status of Howard. Right. No, I both. And, Howard and, and Jones. Jones. Like, yeah. yeah, we need to know the status of both of them. Um, I think, uh, I kind of, I kind of regretted not adding Jacksonville to the card last week. As soon as it got announced that Jones wasn't playing as well as Howard, like being down your two top cornerbacks is massive, regardless of who you're facing. That was against Jacksonville. I Atlanta with Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan, same kind of thing. So I am going to wait to see the injury report. I'm leaning Atlanta pretty heavily in this. If both cornerbacks are out, it might make my card. But why is Miami playing a week after coming back from London? That's I was, I was wondering that too. Yeah. I, I thought they typically got a bye week. Yeah, after. apparently Miami asked for not to have a bye this early in the season or something. They, they said, don't give us a bye here. They're fine with it, which I find confusing. It seems like they're one of the teams that need a exactly right now to figure things out. They're they're struggling on offense. They're bottom of the league on offense. Defensively, last year they were such a good unit. This year they're not. They're thirtieth in total yards against, twenty ninth in points allowed, twenty ninth in pass yards allowed. So they've really struggled. The the offense is also bottom of the league, like I mentioned previously. Tua played decently though in London. I actually kind of I like the I way hate, he played in, in London. I've hated the people that are throwing to under the bus this early he for has my no opinion O-line. i was just gonna say both these teams to be honest the falcons and dolphins is kind of the battle of awful trenches in my opinion like neither of these teams have good o-lines or d-lines it's i don't see an edge on either side of the ball in the trenches 
So really the edge might come down to those cornerbacks. If those cornerbacks are in, I think Dolphins have the edge. If those cornerbacks are out, I think Falcons have the edge. Yeah, this this to me seems like a game that Miami desperately, desperately needs. There's rumors going around about trades with Watson and Tua possibly. and, and Big rumors. Yeah, there's rumors also going out that there's some turmoil inside you know the Dolphins organization so I don't know I I think like this is a spot where the Dolphins either you know they give up on their season or they try to battle back and and you know Brian Flores fights for his job yeah no uh you're right it's gonna go one of two ways and and the Falcons are a team that like they are lay eggs every once in a while too. I was actually just gonna say I kind of I consider the Falcons as one of those teams that Beats the teams they should, but loses to superior competition. And right now, like, I think Miami's in that bottom five of the league right now. Like, they're that bad. They just lost to Jacksonville. Like, yeah, you're not wrong there. And coming it's gonna, back I think it's from gonna be London. A close game. Yeah. Yeah. And th- this is a, this had a big spread move as well. Um, er, the look ahead line in this one was Miami minus two and a half. And then they lost to Jacksonville and spread, <laughs> switched all the way. To, around to atlanta minus two so that would do it losing the jack yeah anyways both staying away from that one but moving on to an afc east battle here the new york jets are going into foxborough this is the i believe this is the first rematch of the year these two teams played earlier in week two zach wilson that game through four interceptions it was a new england patriots route and the spread in that game i believe patriots were Five and a half point road favorites. They're at home currently sitting at seven point favorites. I don't know why that's, I feel like this spread might be a little low considering they went into New York and smashed them. Shouldn't they be higher, higher favorites at home? But didn't they have like what four turnovers that game though? Like New England. Zach Wilson threw four picks. Four picks. Yeah. yeah. So like that's, that doesn't, it's not going to repeat. Well, I don't think it's going to repeat itself. I don't I don't think seven's a lot. They don't score many points. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh total in this one's forty two and a half. That would, like you suggest, not gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. That's a low number. Uh CJ Mosley is questionable. He hasn't practiced yet this week. He's a key key player on that New York Jets defense. He's a big reason why they have an above average ground defense. If he is out, that really hurts their run uh prevention, in my opinion. The New England Patriots questionable list is ridiculous. I don't know if this is Bill Belichick trolling the media or something. He has 17 players listed as questionable. Every single person on their injury report is listed as questionable, and there's 17 of them. Like, I, I can't decipher anything from that. Check back closer to Sunday for the Patriots injury report. But I did say that I think that this number is a little short at seven, but I can't take Mac Jones to cover that high of a spread. I've liked what I've I've definitely liked Mac Jones more than Zach Wilson so far just early in their careers, but I don't see Zach or I don't see Mac Jones as the type of guy to be covering big spreads on a regular basis. So yeah. I, I'm staying away from this one. I think it's kind of unfair to judge them or compare them both, right? Right. Now. Just because like Zach Wilson's situation is so much worse than Mac Jones' situation in New England in their system. So. Yeah, obviously he's having a better season. New England's a much better team defensively. New England's really good still. Matt Judon's having a really good season. Former Raven missed the guy, but he's having a really good season for the Patriots. I just, 
like I said earlier, New England doesn't score enough for me to lay seven, and I can't bet the Jets in the situation, even though they're coming off a bye. Well, I, that was something I wanted to bring up. Now that we're we're into the part of the season where teams are off buys and that could be an angle, I kind of like a team with the Jets that kind of lacks talent. I don't know if a buy is that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like we'll get into it way later, but on the Monday nighter, the Saints are off a buy. Sean Payton with a week to prepare. I think that's a big factor. I don't think Ro- Robert Sala off a buy is like a big game changer by any means. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I yeah I, I I get that angle for sure, but anyways it's an AFC East matchup. Uh, first game uh, these two teams was played was boring. I don't expect the second one to be have fireworks by any means. So and staying the, away. And the typical Belichick versus rookie quarterback. Right. Uh, the next game on the card would be the Carolina Panthers, three point favorites going into the Meadowlands, taking on the New York Giants. Total in this one is 42.5 as well, a low number. Christian McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson both expected to miss this game for Carolina. Again, those two players have been big losses for this team. You can really see um, both sides of the ball, their offense with and without McCaffrey, and their defense with and without Thompson. Definitely two game changers for them. But for the Giants, their injury report is ugly once again. Tony, Barkley, and Galladay all have been ruled out. Shepard and Slayton, both questionable. Andrew Thomas was just put on IR. This Giants offense is banged up. And they're only <laughs> getting the three least. points. I, I'm having a tough time with this one. Do you have a feel? I have a lean. My lean would be Carolina. How can you go the other way? How can you take the Giants in this situation? Like you just mentioned, all their injury concerns. Uh, Devontae Booker came in for Saquon Barkley last week and ran for three yards. Uh, he averaged <laughs> three yards a run last, uh, last week. And well, they were also so out of that game so early. The run game was irrelevant, right? Like, yeah, right. And, and they're also their defense has not been playing well. They're bottom five in almost every major defensive category. So... I definitely, you definitely can't go, I don't, at least I don't think you can go Giants here, but Carolina just looks so bad recently. Yeah. Sam Darnold looks like the old Sam Darnold. He's, yeah. he's careless with the ball again. His O-line uh, has kind of be, became to, to be an issue. It's a major issue. And, They're yeah. a bad O-line. They're in the bottom five of pass block win rate right it's now. It's like obvious now. Yeah. All of, all of a sudden. It's so obvious how big yeah. of an issue it is. And Sam Darnold doesn't do well against pressure. Like, you take away his first read, he's, mm-hmm. he's lost. He, Sam Darnold was not helped last week by his wide receivers. Robbie Anderson dropped four balls and DJ Moore dropped three balls. Those players got to play better your wide right. receiver you get paid to catch the ball it's kind of like, weird his connection with anderson just seems so yeah like there, yeah, there that is was, no connection that was even expected, though they played right together in new york and everyone expected robbie anderson to have a big year it doesn't look like sam darnold's looking his way but but like i said previously like when you take away sam darnold's first read like they've been they've been dumping the ball short a lot like they've been doing a yeah. lot of short stuff so when you take away his first read he's kind of lost takes time holds the ball too long and then he makes mistakes yeah. Their defense though is still really good. Like you said, right. Shaq Thompson missing is a huge deal. Like it's it's a big deal when you don't have Shaq Thompson in your lineup, but their defense has played pretty well. Yeah, and with no Andrew Thomas, who was actually struggling 
to be honest, but still a starter who's down. Brian Burns has plus matchups here, which means Daniel Jones could be under pressure, which means the ball will be on the turf a couple times. He's a fumble machine. Uh, I expect Brian Burns to get to him a couple times in this one. Hassan Reddick's been really good. Yeah, man, yeah. For, for Carolina. And Carolina's second against the Pats. So when Jones yeah. does, if he does have time to air it out, Right. There's some ball hawks on that. Carolina but there's just, defense. right, like everything we're saying is screaming Carolina. It, but it's they, so there's true, something but there's just fishy. something screams trap. Here, yeah, right? two, yeah. Is it still two and a half? Or it's three. Oh, it's three. It's moved to three now. Okay. Yeah, I. there's just something fishy about that one. I'm staying away. But this, uh, this, this to me might be a late addition on Sunday. Like the, I, I would buy half a point and move it to two and a half. You, you get it at minus 123 on cool bet, so. It's a something lean, to consider, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's a lean. Don't have too many. Uh, I was telling Eric earlier, I don't have too many concrete picks as of yet. Like, I want to see how this conversation goes and see if, if what Eric says persuades me one way or another. Um, but check back on Sunday morning because that's when I'll, I'll definitely have more of my concrete picks. Right on. Yeah, this is an ugly board. Don't blame you at all for that. Moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs going into Tennessee. Chiefs are four and a half point favorites. Total in this one, highest total of the year. Who's taking the over? It's 57 and a half. Titans, I can't, I don't have the tweet up. I believe the Titans in their last 25 games, the over is 20 and five. They are an over team, but this total at 57 and a half, you need. You need less than two punts to hit 57 and a half, I think. Well, the Chiefs don't punt the ball. Yeah, They've only punted point. the ball 10 times this no year. No way. 10 times the whole year. The Bucks, The Bucks, in comparison, have punted 20 times. Holy smokes. I did not know that. But anyways, the injury report. Titans are going to be down. Taylor Luan. Julio is a question mark. It didn't look good last week, him leaving that game. If he plays, I expect him to at least be on a snap count. Chris Jones is going to be back for the Chiefs defense. Much, much needed. And I have a play on this one. I'm taking Chiefs minus four and a half. This uh, spread opened closer to six earlier in the week. Now it's down to four and a half. I think that's value with the Chiefs. Derrick Henry has been absolutely incredible i am scared that i'm betting against derrick henry this week but the titans have been slow starters this year if you remember early in the year they almost put up an egg against the seahawks in the first half it wasn't until the second half that they really got going against the bills they also were really slow in the first half took took the second half until their offense uh woke up and then once it woke up they went six for six on scoring drives uh, in the first half against the Cardinals this year, they also laid an egg. I I think that they're going to get off to a slow start, and the Chiefs are going to come out, and before they look, it's going to be 21-0. Can you lean on Derrick Henry down 21? That is my hope. If this is a close game and Derrick Henry can be fed 35 to 40 times, I'll be scared. But I have a feeling Chiefs are going to be coming out, firing, and get up big. And then Derrick Henry's not going to be as big of a game plan. I'm on Chiefs minus four and a half. I also think this, like this Titans defense, as good as Derrick Henry is, that's how bad this Titans defense is. I think the Chiefs 
don't punt in this game. I love that you said they've only punted 10 times this year. We're going to be have that same stat for you next week because it's going to remain at 10. <laughs> yeah, but you're banking on the Kansas City defense to step up and to stop Tennessee, to stop Derrick Henry. Well, we saw, we saw this Titans offense when Julio was out of the lineup against the Jets. They really, really struggled to move the ball. I think uh, I don't expect Julio to play. That's just a prediction based on watching him hobble off the field last week. It was a soft tissue injury. Those generally don't heal quickly. Even if he plays, he will be limited. I think you can stack the box. Like it's, it's so much easier said than done stopping Derrick Henry, but I'll stack the box. Daniel Sorensen's finally been benched. He's the guy that's been getting beat deep relentlessly over the top. Yeah, Chris Jones bad Chris Jones is a huge addition back to this defense and Titans O-line loses Luan. I think maybe there's a chance for pressure from the Chiefs. I just think this number's too low for a Patrick Mahomes offense against a really bad defense. I can see people arguing the other way. I can see them saying that this number's too high cuz the Kansas City defense can't stop anyone and Tennessee is going to score points. Who, like I, I just don't see them stopping Derrick Henry. I don't see, no one could Buffalo couldn't stop Derrick Henry last. If if the best defense in the league can't stop Derrick Henry, why do you think the worst defense in the league can stop? And I, I, I like you mentioned, if they do go up twenty one nothing, and and it goes into a negative game script for Tennessee, they're in trouble. They you can't just run the ball when you're down three scores. But but will it really get there? But well, even the, even if this game is. Even if Tennessee puts up 35 points in this game, Chiefs can still cover that. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, I, I feel like I want to go Chiefs here too, but... Chiefs they- have covered numbers this year when, like, the Eagles didn't punt against them, and the Chiefs covered that number. It's true, yeah. Like, well, the Chiefs are on a historic pace for points per drive. There's literally just one team better all time in points per drive. They're 3-3. They're three and three. But their offense, again, is one of the best in the league. One History. of the best all time. Yeah. yeah, again. But that shows you how bad their defense is. And will they be able to stop Derrick Henry? And not just Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown. And if Julio plays, even if he's not 100% healthy, he's a decoy. And- A.J. Brown was on a snap count last week. He played about 50% of the snaps. I don't know if that's going to be increased this week. But again, the game, the game where their wide receivers were banged up against the Jets, the Titans really, really struggled. So I'm banking on that. And Patrick Mahomes, I, I just love betting on Patrick Mahomes. I, it's I don't not need to really that. a great <laughs> bet, though, against the spread these days with the Chiefs. They're 0-4 in their last four games following a straight-up win and following an against-the-spread win. So they don't back them up because they don't do them too often these days. And the Chiefs are 1-4 against the spread in their last five meetings against the Titans. So, yeah. I don't know. Ten- in Tennessee, there's just something about that. that I'm Tennessee not a trends event. guy. I'm not a trends guy at all. I know, I know you're a trend guy, I, but I know. I, the I, trend I, I'll go with is the last two times I've taken the Chiefs, they've covered me for me. So, <laughs> that's the trend I'm on. Um, That's the 1 p.m. games. The 4 p.m. games are brought to you by Manscaped. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide 
by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. Their finely tuned pube products featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. And did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code DOINK. Alrighty, 4pm games are lackluster to say the least. First game on the 4pm slate is the lowest spread. That would be Philadelphia heading into Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are three-point favorites. Total is 48.5. Both teams coming in relatively healthy to this game. Philadelphia is getting Lane Johnson back from his personal issue. That is massive and... I'm on Eagles. I'm taking Eagles Same, plus three. Man, this is my pick of the week. No way. I love it. All right. You tell me why first and I'll add on. I just think Philly smashes the trenches here. They're going to get after Bang. Derek Carr. Bang. That's exactly the main reason why I'm on that. And then getting Lane Johnson back on the other side should limit Max Crosby. And Jordan Maialata on the is another decent tackle for Philly. I think he has a positive matchup against Nagakwe. This Raiders defense really lives on those two players getting pressure there on their edges. And I think the Eagles have the tackles to shut them down. I think the Eagles strengths are the Vegas weaknesses. So I, I really like them here. I feel like um, they Philly struggles in stopping the run, but Vegas is a, one of the worst rushing teams. So I'm not worried there. Uh Vegas passes the ball really well, but Philly has a really good pass defense. They're fifth, fifth in the league, statistically. And, and I feel like Philly just would have success on the ground against a team in Vegas where they can't yes. stop the run. If Nick Sirianni does not give Miles Sanders 20 touches in this game, I think his head will be on a post in Philadelphia. They have been screaming for Miles Sanders. If he ignores them this week, he's going to be wanted in Philly. I like Kenneth Gainwell too, though. I think that right, he but, has juice. Okay, I shouldn't have said Miles. I should have just, just said. Just run the ball. 25 carries this game, please. Like, and Jalen Hurts, he, he when he opens up the run too, it opens up the pass. So Right. They've been so one-dimensional this year, Philadelphia. And their quarterback's Jalen Hurts. Like, run the ball. You have a one of the, also probably their biggest strength offensively would be their offensive line. Getting Johnson Mylotta back is the healthier they healthier than they've been. So my rule with the Eagles is always don't bet them when their O line is banged up, but take them when their O line is healthy. And like we said right off the hop, they should control the trenches in this game. And on the other side, the Vegas O line is horrible. Horrible. A couple trends that you may like for this one: the road team is four and one against the spread. In their last five meetings, so that looks good for Philly. And the underdog is four and zero against the spread in their last four meetings. So, Philly, 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 let's go. See, I have to explain to you why I don't like those trends, like because Philadelphia and the Raiders play each other every four years. So, like, I- I'm just not a trend guy at all. 
personally. Like I, it's, it's not I think always it's dangerous. It's not always that dramatic where they don't play each other every four years. Like no, they're especially out of... with division divisional games. Like those trends, I guess, are a little bit more relevant. But... Yes, exactly. That's what I was just gonna say for it. But no, well, the schedule is all different this year because there's a 17th game and it's, I believe, always going to be an out-of-conference game. So, like, but the way the NFL schedule works prior to this year was you would only, you would, every year you play one division out-of-conference. So, every, you play every division each year, which means you play each team every four years. So You, you are right. They don't, they don't play each other often. So, so like, I, that's what I'm saying when the... When the trends say like, oh, in their last four meetings, like I don't, I don't care what Donovan McNabb did against the Raiders. Right, like, right. That, but, that's fair. But anyways, we're I, both also, on the Eagles. Yeah, but I'm also gonna buy a, a half a point here because it's a, it's at three, at minus uh one eighteen. If you buy half a point, it's minus one thirty three. Uh, I got minus, or I got plus three and a half at minus one twenty eight. Even better. So. I, yeah, I, I either way, I, I like buying the half point here. If it is a field goal game, which it could very well be, like Vegas is no pushover, especially at home. They can throw the ball very well. They're the third best passing team in the league. And, and some some analysts are saying Derek Carr is having a better season than Patrick Mahomes is. So <laughs> Yeah, Darren Waller does have a very, very favorable matchup in this game. But that's if the O-line gives him a... Uh gives Derek Carr time and I I envision the Eagles getting pressure with four they're not going to have to blitz and Derek Carr is one of the better quarterbacks against the blitz but don't blitz them because you're going to be able to get pressure with four so that's what we're banking on both on Eagles I love it it is actually probably that might be my favorite pick of the week as well to be honest yeah Eagles that's plus three that's my favorite pick of the week well actually I have one more that I really like too that's coming up but okay the, okay the Eagles is definitely up there Alrighty, the next three games, I say I I am gonna be off. These are the high spreads of the week. I'm not a high spreads guy. Detroit's going into LA. Rams are favored by 15 and a half. Total in this one's 50 and a half. Uh, this is double revenge game. Matt Stafford playing his old team, Jared Goff playing his old team. Rams are relatively healthier. Health <laughs> Rams are relatively healthy. And stop me if you've heard this before. For the Detroit Lions, Trey Flowers and DeAndre Swift are questionable. Every like, single week. Every week. But DeAndre Swift relatively plays. Flowers is kind of the opposite. He always kind of is. He's generally out more than he's in when he's questionable. Swift plays every week. I have yeah. Jamal Williams in my fantasy. I'm just waiting for the one day <laughs> yeah. that DeAndre Swift doesn't play. Because DeAndre Swift catches seven balls a week. Yeah. Especially in garbage time. Which... But it just, yeah, that just shows you how limited Jared Goff and the Detroit offense is. Yeah. Well, look at his wide receivers. Me and me and D or Deegan and I always bring it up in our podcast. Like, I think this Lions wide receiver room is like the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I'm, Tyrell I, I, Williams. I, how do you say his Amon St. Brown? Amon Ra. Amon Ra St. Brown. And, and Khalif Raymond. Who, Khalif Raymond's. Played pretty good. He, Quinton Cephas? Yeah, like, he, he's injured now, though. I think. Oh, is so, he? Okay. So, like, they, they have no one. They literally yeah. just throw the ball to TJ Hawkinson, who's really good. But when when the defense knows all you have to do is contain TJ Hawkinson, like, how much do you expect the guy to do? And then they just dump it off to Swift for seven catches for 40 yards, yeah. dump it down to Williams. Jared Goff can't go downfield. 
Dan Campbell called Jared Goff out. Yeah, that in a post game press like conference. Every, every time we do the Lions, it's like, how are they going to react to Dan Campbell's um, press conference? Because like when he cried, I was like, oh, that might rally them against the Bengals. Oh boy, was I wrong? They absolutely got no rocked. man. You don't. Yeah, crying in front of grown men doesn't yeah. seem to work. Yeah, that's what I mean. I should have seen that coming. Yeah, and their defense is bottom five in the league, and they they showed a couple of times that they can hang with teams. Like, they've hung with Baltimore and Minnesota, two pretty good offenses. But, uh, man, we're I'm talking not... about a 16-point spread. So, like, exactly. I don't think we should talk about this too much more. It's a tough call. If, if L.A. covers, they need to score 35-plus points because you think right. Detroit's going to put up at least 14 points. Like, the... I, I completely agree. And the thing, sorry to cut you off there. The thing that scares me about this game and the next one we'll be talking about is say the Rams or the Cardinals are up by 24 points going in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And just bench. Every, ex, everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you, why would you continue to play those guys? That just leaves the back door wide open. So it scares me to bet favorites in these big spreads. But then you look at the Lions and Texans, a team we'll talk about after. They might score less than ten points, like so. You can't yeah, bet them. True. Like I, 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 I like Arizona spread more than I like this Rams spread, just because I think Detroit's gonna score fourteen points. Like they haven't. They, Detroit's only one time scored more than seventeen points this season, and I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they'll. They're still gonna score at least fourteen points. Yeah. Against this Rams defense, which is good, but not it hasn't. It's not been. the way it was last year, exactly. where they were dominant. Exactly. But let's get right into that game then. If you like, you like the spread. I I don't hate. know. It's not like I like the spread, but I like it more. Than okay. I like the Rams. Okay. Spread. Yeah, well, I I hate both. So <laughs> Texans are eighteen point favorites. I that's the highest spread of the year so far, right? That beat the. We had a spread earlier with the Texans. Yeah, that's out. definitely the highest. Yeah. 18-point favorites, the Arizona Cardinals, the 6-0 and Arizona Cardinals, mind you. 47.5 is the total. Rodney Hudson is still out for the Cardinals, but they're getting Chandler Jones back. For the Houston Texans, Laramie Tunsil remains out, and I feel like that's an injury I kind of downplayed last week. Like, it turned out to be massive. Like. Davis Mills has struggled. Davis Mills really struggled last week without protection. Uh, Tunsil really is, I guess you got to say, he's the best player on this Texans roster. So losing him ended up being really big. That offense mustered three points against the Colts. I can't bet this game because Arizona, like I mentioned earlier, is playing Green Bay on the Thursday night. Do they have an eye looking there, especially considering you're 6-0 and and you're playing the Texans? But then you look at one factor, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry, I, could, I blanked on his name there for a second. But <laughs> Hopkins and Watt, this is a little bit of a revenge game for the Texans, but Bill O'Brien's gone. That was the guy that Hopkins had beef with, right? If Hopkins wanted to put someone in a coffin in the Houston organization, it would would have been Bill O'Brien. So I don't know if the I don't know if he has as much juice to really lay it on them. But and, I don't think they really need him to lay it on. Right, them. They that's have a so good point. Many other offensive threats to lay it on this Houston Texans team that can't score. So seventeen and a half points. 18 points right now actually is 
on cool bet is a lot of uh, t- man three scores it is three touchdowns to win by three touchdowns but the texans can't score the ball the texans have scored in their last four games they've scored nine points zero points shut out they've scored 22 points Against in that game against New England, Which that tricked every, to, that tricked everyone. Starting to look like an outlier. A hundred percent, it tricked me into betting them against the Colts, which was a huge mistake. And they scored three points. So like their last four games, they've scored a combined thirty-four points. Like that's yeah. it's awful. They have they get no pressure to the QB, and if you give Kyler Murray time to make plays, he's gonna make plays. Arizona scores the ball almost better than. Anyway, they were fourth, fourth best in the league, but they averaged 33 points a game. They've scored 30-plus points in five of their six games this year. So yeah, you, their offense you is definitely common. think that they're going to score 30 points, no? Against the Houston defense? Do you think Houston's going to score 15, uh, 14 points? Well, this game more than the Rams game scares me about the starters being rested because Arizona plays on Thursday. True. And... Against Green Bay, mind you, as well. On top of that, it's a massive game for both these teams. I I completely agree with everything you said. Arizona Arizona could be up 30 at half in this game. And Kyler Murray might not play the second half. I don't... I, off the top of my head, I actually don't know Arizona's backup, to be honest with you. No, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Neither can I. So, he's probably not... Or is it Mike Glennon? Tell me <laughs> it's Mike glennon if you could look that up for me but houston 18 points i can't back them because of how bad davis mills has looked he had that one game against new england which is looking like the outlier they've really really struggled to get points so i can't back them as underdogs but arizona having the thursday nighter is scaring me so i can't take them either no the the backup quarterback's actually colt mccoy Ah, I don't mind Colt. I don't mind Colt. Yeah, uh, Mike Glennon. I think he. Yeah, he's on the Giants. He. he came oh, in, you're he right. Came in That's where. When he got hurt, yeah. That's where I saw Mike Glennon's neck. That is that guy has the most <laughs> massive neck. <laughs> but Arizona's passing defense though has been so good this year. They're sixth in the league and second in points allowed. They've only they only average 18 points against man, and they've played some good teams. So I don't see Texans scoring 14 points. So that's why I, I like the Arizona spread, but I'm not taking It's I, not, yeah. Yeah, you can't. You can't it's so can't. hard. At 18, it's so hard. But I just looked at it. Teasing it down to 13 and a half. Um, sorry, I, I just had it here. I think it's minus 183. 182. One, so yeah. that's a nice teaser then. Yeah, yeah get so under you, the 14. If you tease it down to two touchdowns, 13 and a half, you put that on a parlay with, with you know another team maybe we can put in we can talk about a, t- a parlay teaser at the end of the show that that would be a good look because yeah no I, at 4 p.m maybe teasing is the way to go because this is another big spread here the next game the chicago bears are 11 and a half point favorites so at 4 p.m you have a 15 and a half point spread an 18 point spread and 11 and a half point spread definitely teaser territory right there yeah and also with the monday nighter game which we we will get into later. I guess I'm, I'm, you know, kind of spilling the beans, but I'm. I love the Saints, but teasing the Saints down to two and a half at minus one sixty nine, just a field goal game. Put that on a parlay with the Cardinals and maybe even the Rams at ten point nine and a half. Like, 
there are there is some value in a late parlay for sure in a late te- uh, parlay tease right on right on well save that saints game don't get too too excited yet we still got two more games to talk before that the chicago bears are 11 and a half point favorites going into tampa bay taking on brady the total in this one is 47 these two teams met last year and uh chicago actually got the win it was a thursday nighter and that's what kind of sparked tampa bay uh i I believe they lost one game the rest of the year after that Thursday nighter. You look at you really look at yourself in the mirror when you lose to the Bears, and <laughs> it was it was unacceptable for Tom. And Tampa went on to win the Super Bowl, as we know. In this game, safety for the Bears to Sean Gibson has been ruled out. Mac Hicks and Robinson, three key key pieces for the Bears, are all questionable. Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks are definitely playing at less than 100% right now, but they need them to suit up. They're two huge, huge pieces on that defensive line. For Tampa Bay, uh, Antonio Brown is out. Levante David, Gronk, they're all out. JPP is questionable. It's another game with a big spread that I'm probably going to stay away from. The Bears' offense to have success really, really relies on the running game. We know that Tampa Bay has an elite ground defense, so I, I'm struggling to see how the Bears can move the ball, to be honest. Do they, do they take the muzzle off J- Justin Fields and let him go downfield, try to make plays through the air? Can he make plays That's what I mean. through the air? He, he has... They, they, they kind of have to, though, because you're right. playing Tampa Bay's defense, who is really, really, really good at stopping the run, but not so good at stopping the pass. So this seems like the week that Justin Fields, who has been playing better as of late, yeah. it's not saying too much because he's hardly thrown for 200 yards, but he's... Because they've, they've really leaned on the ground game. Which... Which has been working, though, for yeah. them, right? Like, what, yes, but this it's week been... it's not going to, yeah. Exactly. So I... I can't back the Bears with knowing that they're probably going to have to air the ball out 30 to 40 times. That scares me. And Tom, Tom to cover 11 and a half. Could they? The Bears defense has quietly been above average this year. Like, against the Packers last week, they, they held Rodgers in check. It was one of Rodgers. The Bears defense has been good. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I'll say it. I don't I didn't want to uh, sound <laughs> no, like a man, homer. They, they have been, but it, if Quinn plays, Quinn's questionable, right? No, Quinn is, I'm pretty sure, is playing for sure. It's Mac that's questionable, oh, who's, okay. who's definitely less than 100%. If he they do have both himself. of them, though, like I kind of like this looking at chicago here in this situation yeah okay man maybe you gotta lean there i got nothing on this game to it's be a honest. yeah i'm leaning chicago the spread's continuously gone down it's been, i think it's was at 13 at one point and it's right. now down to 11 and a half so might have missed your value with the bears then true but i think I don't know. Come Sunday, they might make my cart. So obviously, like like usual, we always say to check back Sunday morning. We post our picks Sunday mornings before um, before the slate starts at one o'clock p.m. Eastern time on our Twitters. So always check back there Sunday. Morning. That's right. And the Sunday nighter, we got the Indianapolis Colts going into Levi's Stadium, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are 
four-point favorites. Currently, total is 42.5. Jimmy G is getting the start. Trey Lance has been ruled out. Jimmy's back after the bye week. He's recovered from that calf injury. Indy has safety Justin Blackman out for the year. Tore his Achilles. That's a tough one because he was really emerging as a solid, solid player. Hate to see that. Braden Smith remains out for the Colts as an offensive tackle. And I'm on the 49ers in this game. I think we're going to see a desperate, desperate 49ers squad off a bye. I consider Kyle Shanahan a good coach. I hope, like I said earlier in earlier in the episode, really your coach to me depends if I value your buy or not. And I think Kyle Shanahan with two weeks to prepare an offensive game plan should come prepared. And there's going to be weather in this game. They're calling for rain. They're calling for wind. That screams ground in game. In San Francisco. Yeah. Weird. In California. I know, right. Yeah, that is a little odd. But the big reason why I like San Francisco in this game would be the matchup of Nick Bosa versus backup tackles for the Indianapolis Colts. Braden Smith has been out for this for four weeks, I believe. And Colts O-line has held up. But they have played the Miami Dolphins, the Titans without Bud Dupree the Ravens, and the Texans. He has not faced an above-average edge rusher yet. The Ravens do have a good D-line, but not on the edges. Oh, wait, man. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> He's... Nick Bosa, buddy. Okay. Big, yeah. big difference. That's what I'm you saying. Don't play Owe, though. Owe, watch out for that. Guy. No, yeah. Yeah, watch out for him next year because he's, he's raw. But I don't... I think that Nick Bosa is going to expose this Colts O-line. And when you add the... The equation I have in my head is pressure plus weather plus Carson Wentz equals turnover. (laughs) That is what I am expecting in this game. And I think Jimmy G being back is a good thing for this 49ers offense. Trey Lance looks incredibly, incredibly raw. You see the talent there, but he's not ready yet. Jimmy G is stabilizing this offense. And I expect them to run the ball on the Colts and cover this four-point spread. Yeah, I, I agree with what you say, but I, I just I just don't know if I trust Jimmy G and the San Fran offense against an indie defense who's which has looked um improved in in recent weeks. Yeah. Blackman out is big and also I forgot to mention Xavier Rhodes is questionable. So they could potentially be Quint- down there. Is two Quentin best Nelson back though? I safety. think Quentin Nelson's back for the Colts, uh, isn't he? No, he's not. No. Or- I I didn't see anything on that. I might be mistaken on that. No, I think he's still on um he's still on IR, so he can't come back yet, I don't think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so also I, uh, Oh, really... sorry, actually no. Quentin Nelson likely to play, but TY Hilton is out or unlikely. Okay, so this is Sunday nighter. The injury report is still a little murky uh considering it's we're recording earlier than usual on friday uh i i still like the 49ers i'm expecting a desperate desperate 49ers squad off a of bye yeah I, I think both teams are desperate both teams really need a win and um indy doesn't turn the ball over that much they protected the ball well they've only turned the ball over three times and san fran only has two takeaways so san fran like we mentioned previous weeks, they're depleted in the secondary. I just, yeah, I just don't trust Jimmy G in that offense um, going up against a 
desperate and improved Indianapolis defense. So this game, I don't think is going to be one of those four o'clocks that I'll have my eye this on. This is Sunday oh, nighter. No, this is the Sunday nighter. No way. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a little oh, disappointing. Man. Back I know. to back stinkers. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate, but anyways, on to the Monday nighter. New Orleans is going into Seattle. New Orleans is four and a half point favorites currently. Total is set at 42 and a half. Uh, this is a Monday nighter. So again, we're recording a little earlier than usual on Friday. I don't really have a concrete injury report for you. You already revealed you're pretty heavy on the Saints. So tell us why. Yeah, I love the Saints in this situation with Geno Smith starting for Seattle again. Uh, I think New Orleans is going to run all over this Seattle defense who can't stop the run. They're 30th in the league against the run. Uh, the Saints are a ninth best rushing attack, and they're fourth in the league with only 18 points a game. So I think their defense steps up big here. Coming off a of bye, like you mentioned previously, Sean Payton off a of bye, I feel like is a much bigger deal than other coaches off a of bye because he has so much time to prepare for Geno Smith. I agree. And Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, and Alex Collins, too. It's, yeah, because Chris Carson, I think, was... Yeah, Car- Carson is on IR. He'll yeah, be he's out. But I, I believe Collins is questionable. So it might be Rashad Penny, which doesn't scare anybody. And New Orleans has surprisingly protected the ball well this year. Jameis Winston uh, hasn't been too erratic. And they've only... The Saints only have eight sacks on the year. They don't get to the QB as much, but they have one of the best QB pressure rates. So they definitely do turn it on to the QB. They might not sack them, but they create some havoc in there. And man, I mentioned this previously. It's Geno Smith in there. It's not Russell Wilson. So the spread is four and a half. Um, I, I alluded it. I alluded to it earlier that I want to tease this down to two and a half and the odds are minus 169. Um, but if you, t- this is, I feel like this two play parlay with, uh, mm. the Saints at two and a half and the Cardinals at 13 and a half is plus 147. That's a nice parlay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I, I well, really are you like locking in minus four and a half on your card? Yeah, I guess I can't buy two points and lock it in, but I, I mm. am going to lock in the Saints at minus four and a half. I feel like the Saints are, this is a spot for the Saints to get, to get right. And this, I feel like Seattle's season is right. going to crumble pretty quickly. I'd, this, could even you know Russell could even take his time to come back because this season might already be gone for the Seahawks. Right on. Alrighty, folks, that is the Week Seven card. Recapping here quickly, my picks for the week: I'm on Cincinnati plus six and a half, Kansas City minus four and a half, Philadelphia plus three, and San Francisco minus four. Only four plays for me this week. Yeah, so I only have three right now, but I definitely will have more on Sunday after some injury news comes out, becomes more concrete, and I can dig in uh, to, to more of these games. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be on the Saints minus 4.5, the Ravens minus 6.5, and, uh, and the... Eagles plus 3. Sorry, We're riding yeah. with the Eagles. Eagles my favorite pick of the week. I don't know why I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I am buying a point on the air. Uh, half a point. Okay, you're gonna Let, t- let's... Uh, Let's allow each other to buy half a point on no, the No, for sure. Because half sure. a point, I feel, is fair. So if you do buy half a point on the Eagles, it's minus 128, which I feel is good value. So yeah, yeah. Eagles plus three and a half, Ravens minus six and a half, and the Saints minus four and a half. 
All right. Good luck this weekend, everybody. Talk to you later.